Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Would you stand with me, please, and turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9. This morning I want to speak to you on the subject, the excellent gift, the excellent gift. Now, while you're turning to Isaiah chapter 9, I wanted to, um, I wanted to ask you, is there anybody that you find very difficult to buy for? Now, I, um, I, I'm, I don't want to call anyone out, but there's someone by the initials of Jackie that <laughs> she declares that she's not difficult to buy for. If I was a billionaire, I would have no problem. But uh, there are times that I'm, trying to find what is the right gift? What is something that she would like? What's something that suits her taste? And she probably feels the same way about me. But you've probably, in your time of going out to try to find a gift, you've probably tried to think about individuals and do they have one of these? Do they have some, uh, any interest in this? And no matter how often that we do that, Sometimes we just come up short. And then there are times that we give a gift and, and people act like it is the best gift in the world. If I could reminisce with you for just a moment, we went to a, a uh, Christmas party. I served on a state board and, and, and they wanted us to just bring uh, a, a crazy gift under $10. Well, I had gone to the flea market and I found a Mr. Potato Head. And, and so uh, it, they had one of those uh, exchanges, you know. And I mean, people were about to get up in arms about Mr. Potato Head. I was ashamed to bring it. But people wanted it. I was like, what does people want Mr. Potato Head for? These were adults in the room. But it was, I walked away from there and I told my wife, I said, boy, we brought the best gift of all. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. And I think I paid two bucks for it at the flea market. Didn't even have a box. But um, sometimes it's not how much it cost. You just hit the right thing for the right person. I want to talk to you that God knows how to give excellent gifts. And he, he did. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. The Mighty God the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And may I add, his name also can be excellent. Father God, we love you. Thank you that you picked out a wonderful gift for us. And his name is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, everlasting father. And thank you, Lord, because also we have the privilege of being able to call this excellent gift, 
our Lord, our Savior, and our soon coming King. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God never has, nor ever will he give second best. God is excellent in all his ways. He is an excellent gift giver. I believe today we could pass this mic around and say, tell us a gift that God gave you. And, and it would just be heartwarming, I'm sure, how many of you could, could speak up and say, God gave me this blessing. God gave me this. And, and many of us, and hopefully all of us here today, could say that he gave us eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But think about God's excellent gifts. Who could afford to give the beautiful lakes and oceans, rivers and ponds, and then stock them with bass and brim and crappie and trout, as well as uh, dolphins and porpoises and whales and shrimp and oysters and scallops and clams and glory, hallelujah, the fish fry is on the way, amen. And, and, and wow, what an excellent gift that God not only put the water there, but he, he just stocked it for us. What a gift giver. Think about the rolling hills and the majestic mountains and the picturesque valleys, the deserts and the, the grand canyons and the waterfalls. And, and don't forget about the islands with their palm trees and the beaches. And, and God made that and he provided it for us. And then don't forget about the sight to behold, God's creations. Sight for us to behold them. Hearing, to be able to hear all the beautiful sounds. Smell and taste and speech and touch. What a great and excellent gift giver we have in God. He is a God that thought about it before he gave it. See, he put thought in it. Before you were born, he had a plan for you. Before you were conceived, he had a plan for you. And his plan was wonderful. And he said, I'm going to give good gifts. But then God looked at the seas and the oceans and the mountains and all the things I just described. And it wasn't enough. Because at that point, he reached way down. And, and he had seen that man had all these things. And he even looked back and with a sense of pride, like I did with Mr. Potato Head, he looked back and he said, it is good. You know, what I've done is good. Now, when God can impress God, that's pretty good. Amen. And he said, all of this that I've done is good. And he made man and he made woman. He, he, just, he just went above and beyond. But then God, in his great way of thinking, said, there's more. I know they're going to enjoy all that I have provided for them, but I want to give them an excellent gift. See, there's frailties and there's there's uh, things about our earth that you would have to say aren't excellent. We have pollution. We have things that man has corrupted. But God said, I'm going to give something that isn't corrupted. 
I'm going to give something that is excellent. Something that no one else could give but me. And, and God reached way down and he gave the most excellent of all gifts. And that was of his only. Everyone say only. Not one of his sons, but he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. I want to describe him very quickly to you. When I was a young preacher, the Lord gave me this, and I have used this throughout my ministry. And today, in describing the excellent gift, I don't find any better way to describe him than to say, first of all, that he was virgin born. In Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14, the scripture says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God said, I'm going to give you a special child, and he's not going to be just any child, but he is going to be a virgin-born child. Now, folks, I don't have time to go into all of that, but I do want you to understand that what separates us from every other religion and every other movement is the fact that our Savior was not a natural-born Savior, but he was and is the God-man. A virgin shall conceive, and the angel spoke to Mary and said, that which is born in you is of the Holy Ghost. And, and she said, be it unto me as you've spoken. She was a willing vessel. And because of that, God brought forth his only begotten son in the form of human flesh. And, and if I can take a little bit more time, you must understand that when Jesus agreed to do this in the plan of God before the foundation of the world, he knew he was going to have to lay down certain things. He was going to have to put on corruptible flesh. He knew that he was going to have to suffer he knew that he was going to have to bear things that he as God wouldn't have ever um, encountered. But he put on the cloak of man's flesh. And when he did that, he became, uh, he, he became like you and I. He bore the pains. In fact, the Bible says he was tempted in all points like we are, yet without sin. I want you to understand Jesus took on the flesh. And why did he do that? Because there's an enemy of your soul called the devil. And he is the accuser of the brethren. But the devil also is one who says no one understands, no one cares, no one feels what you feel. No one knows what goes on. But I want to tell you, Jesus bore our uh, problems. He bore the, the temptations. He bore the pains. He bore the sufferings. So that now 
He is sitting at the right hand of the Father as the intercessor. And when we go to him in prayer, he is able to look at his Father and say, Father, I understand. I know what they felt. I experienced it. And here's how I want to help them. What a wonderful Savior we have. What a go-between. Amen. Not only that, he was a virgin-born child of God, but he also was a teacher. What an excellent gift that God not only brought us in a pure child, but he also brought in a teacher. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 2 through 12, it is the Beatitudes. It was where teaching was begun. Uh, he, he constantly was teaching. In this, he opened his mouth and he taught them. Listen to some of the things that Jesus taught. In verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are uh, they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And then blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you uh, falsely for my sake. And verse 12, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. When Jackie and I went to the Holy Land, I was privileged to be able to preach on the same mountain that Jesus taught this. I remember how overwhelmed I was that here I am on the mountain where Jesus came to teach and to impart such wisdom as this. Who am I to get up and try to say anything on the same mountain that Jesus taught on? But he did that teaching and it follows throughout all the generations. It follows throughout the centuries and and its words are still powerful. And he still wants us to receive it because in receiving those, we receive a blessing. Not only is the gift a gift from God, but the gift is giving. Do you understand? He was saying in these verses, if you'll do this and if you'll line up with this, I will also give you a blessing. How many of you like to be blessed? Absolutely. And then he was a teacher. He taught little children and he said, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus didn't have respect to persons. He didn't care what color you were. He didn't care what background you were. He didn't care if you were a liar, a cheat, a thief. He loved everybody. And I just want to tell you, his love has not stopped. And he teaches us that we should love because in John chapter 13 and verse 34, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. Praise God. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, I love you. <laughs> Didn't it feel good to hear that? Doesn't it feel good to know that you're loved? And if you can feel this love, what kind of love did God impart through the teacher? Then the third thing I want to point out is the gift that God gave. He gave an excellent healer. An excellent healer. Now, I like the way God does things. How many of you have ever had to have surgery where they cut on you? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Great. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you would like to go do that again? Absolutely not. When God sent his excellent gift, he, he sent an excellent gift of the healer. That by his stripes we are healed. We don't have to have surgery. We don't have to have uh, uh, someone go in and move organs around and have to stitch us up and us have a recovery time. When he heals, he is a excellent healer, an excellent healer. And, and the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter four, verse 23, listen to this. It says, and Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, listen to this, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. I'm speaking to someone right now. If you're sick in your body, if you have a diagnosis that things aren't good in your body, I want you right now, you don't have to be uh, uh, boisterous about it, but just put your hand on your chest right now. And in Jesus' name, I speak healing to you by the excellent healer. Not by Al Sims, not by my might, nor by my power, but by the might and the power and the stripes of Jesus Christ. In fact, the word of God tells us, in First um, uh, Peter chapter two verse twenty four, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live under righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed? Can someone right now just believe that God is healing you right now in Jesus' name? By His stripes be healed. He is an excellent healer. The thing that I love about that uh, through the scriptures that I just read it included the word all all he reached out to all he reached out to all and it didn't matter what the disease was because he healed all their diseases not only he doesn't care again what color you are. He doesn't care if you got a pocket full of money. He doesn't care if you're poor as dirt. He said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. I'm feeling this here today right now. This excellent gift wants to heal you today. Now I just want to tell you, I'm not Jesus and you know that, it's very evident. But if I was Jesus and I would have had to stand there and have someone beat me unmercifully with a cat of nine tails and tear my flesh apart. And I knew that I was standing there taking the beating so people could be healed. I would certainly want to heal people. There are people who will not approach Jesus for the gift of healing because they don't feel like 
they are worthy. They don't feel like they've done enough to receive it. They don't have anything to give into exchange. The scriptures that I read did not require for people to pay or to bring money or to do works. He said he healed all their diseases and he healed all of them. And all you have to do, listen to me, all you have to do is receive the gift. By his stripes you were healed. Can you imagine conversation between God and Jesus? And someone is sick here on earth and Jesus looks over to his father and says, did I do all that in vain? Did I allow them to beat me for nothing? Why won't they receive what I have offered to them? By my stripes, praise be to God. He is a healer today. Someone receive your healing even while I'm preaching. I feel like I'm speaking to someone on Facebook right now. Someone who will watch this over the internet. You too put your hand on your chest right now and believe that by his stripes we are healed. He is a healing savior that is alive and well here today. What an excellent gift that he gave. He is an excellent gift in the fact that he is a savior. Think about it. In John chapter 15, verse 13, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for a friend. Many of you have heard the, the story of the barnyard conversation. And the f person who owned the little farm the barnyard animals got together and said, hey, hey, we'd like to get together and give, give a nice gift to the farmer. He's been so good to us. He's fed us and he's provided for us. And, and so they all jumped in. And the horse said, I, I'll be happy to give him a ride anywhere he wants to go. All he has to do is jump on my back and, and I'll, I'll take him wherever he wants to go. And then the chicken. Oh, I, I love Mr. Farmer, and, and I'm just going to lay extra eggs for him. I, I, I'm going to make them all extra large eggs because he's been such a good farmer and such a good person. And they went around, and it got down to the pig. And the pig didn't offer anything. And they said, we've all offered something. But you hadn't offered anything. He said, what y'all have offered doesn't, doesn't uh, require death. Anything I offer is going to require me to die. If I offer him bacon, if I offer him ham, if I offer him pig's feet, pig's ears, if I offer him pigtails, it's going to require death. And there's a big difference in who we serve and who others serve. Our Savior was willing to stretch his arms out and be nailed to a tree. What an excellent gift 
greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. So he became the Savior. His blood, I want someone to hear this. I, I, I know in the spirit I'm speaking to someone here today. His blood will cover it all. Every sin you've ever committed, he will cover with his blood. And the Bible says he will cast it as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against you again. That's not how we operate in the human side. The human side is this. Oh, there's old Johnny. That Johnny, he's going to church now, but I remember. You know what? Wouldn't it be something if we came to church and God put up on the board your name and said, they're in church, but I remember. No, the kind of Savior we have is an excellent Savior who said, I'll cover your sins and never remember them against you again. As far as the East is from the West, I don't care what you were. I just care what you can be and what you're going to be. Amen. So we have that kind of Savior. He covers all of our sins. And the last point is this. Our excellent gift is our soon coming King. This morning, we were singing the song, and, uh, one, one of the songs that the praise team was doing, and, and said, you, you never stopped. You never stopped loving. And, and that's because he's alive. He, he never stopped. And I'm here today to tell you that because he's alive, <laughs> come on now, he's going to come back. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. We've got an excellent gift that is a soon coming king. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28. Yes, give him praise. Hebrews 9, 28 says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. When I was a child, I would, our Christmas tree was in the living room. And any time I could walk by and try to catch a peek, I, and, and my mother, my mother had eagle eyes. And she would say, don't you go in there. Turn your head. But, and I'd try to act like I wasn't looking, but I was trying to find anything that looked like it could be my gift. I was looking. I wonder if this Christmas morning that we could get real excited when we wake up and just look up and say, Lord, could this be the day? Could this be the day that you come back? Could this be the day that you return? Unto them that look for him shall he appear. And then 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14 through 18. I want to read that. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so also which... Uh, 
them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Let's stop right there. I just want you to understand the excellent gift. We have loved ones and friends that have gone on. We have loved ones and friends that are in the safekeeping of Jesus Christ. But this right here, the excellent gift hasn't forgotten them even after they passed away. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He is taking care of them. And this is talking about when we have a reunion like we've never experienced before. Listen at verse, for, for this we say unto you, um, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven uh, with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God and, with, and the dead in Christ shall rise first and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. What an excellent gift giver. Amen. Now, I wanted to show you a little illustration. I want, I want Josh to come out here. And, and uh, and I want you to get a picture of Jesus. Now, you probably at some point, you've wrapped the gifts. You have, and by the way, Jesus was wrapped. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes, and then he was wrapped in death clothes, but he came out of them. But here today, he's offering himself to everyone, no matter who you are, the gift of Jesus Christ, the healer, the teacher, the virgin born son of God, the, the teacher, the, the soon coming king. He's our gift. He's our gift. But I, I just want to share with you, I want the rest that are going to help me if you come on up here. Some people are absolutely oblivious. They're oblivious to Jesus. See, we get caught up in our life. Jesus is offering a gift. And, and they're busy. They're, they're busy with friends. We get busy with parties. Look, I love friends. I love parties. But at some point, we need to realize that Jesus is in the midst of us. And how many people will come to church? How many people will go through the Christmas season and be oblivious that there is a special gift offering you a better life? If you're a drug addict, he's offering you deliverance. If you're an alcoholic, he's offering you deliverance. No matter what I could label you or whatever your label might be in your mind, he's offering you help. But so many are oblivious to that. There's a second kind of people. There are those who, they reject Jesus because he just does not fit, or they just, he just doesn't fit in their lifestyle. See, because they're too cool to have Jesus, or either they're just too busy. They're, they're caught up in making a career. They're caught up in their self-image. And so the whole time they have their friends, but they reject him. Why? Because Jesus just doesn't fit into their lifestyle. Folks, I want to tell you, if Jesus doesn't fit into your lifestyle, you don't have much of a life.
then there's a third type of person, and that's the person who finally realizes that the only real peace, the only real joy, the only real uh, love and fulfillment in life is in Jesus Christ. If you'll accept and embrace the gift, everything he has is absolutely free. He said, freely you have received, freely give. How much better can it be? Would everyone stand, please? Would you stand? He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. What a mighty God he is. And today, I'm asking you, will you receive him? I believe people have been healed while I've been preaching. But I believe that there might be someone here today that you need to accept him as a savior. And maybe someone here today that you're trying to do life on your own way, you need him to help and teach you. Might be those you just need a savior because you know if you died, you wouldn't go to heaven. You know, you don't need a preacher to tell you. You know, you know what you're living. You know how you're doing. You know what you're doing when you're outside of church and you know it's not the right thing. But I want you to get this picture. If you come and kneel at the altar, you're not gonna see Jesus kicking you while you're down. You're not going to see him condemning you and telling you that you're worthless and no good and sorry. But you're going to see him say, come unto me. Come. And I'll give you rest. I want my altar workers, if you would come and help me very quickly. Come, come unto me. And I'm so glad that he included the word all. He included us. Father God, right now, I've preached a little simple message. But you're so excellent. I wish, dear Lord, that I had hours upon hours and days upon days to preach about how excellent you are. Now, dear Father, I'm asking that you would change every individual in this building some way, somehow. For everyone that needs a Savior, I pray that you would give them eternal life through Jesus Christ. For everyone that needs a teacher, that you would begin to teach them. Everyone that needs a healer. Everyone that needs hope of a soon coming king. Now, dear Lord, we embrace you. While every head is bowed, and I'm asking if please no one be moving for Preacher, if I died in the condition I'm in right now, I know I would not go to heaven. 
I want no one looking around. I want every head bowed. This is, this is a very important time. The preacher, Jesus gave his life for me. I'm ready to give my heart to him today. Today, I'm going to give him my entire heart, everything. I've made a mess of things. Things hadn't been like they ought to be, but today is going to be different. Would you just raise your hand toward heaven? That's me, preacher. Today is my day. Today is my day. Thank you, Father, for the hands that are going up. Are there others? This is my day. This is my hour. This is my time. This is my hour. This is my day. This is my time. You can put your hands down. If there are those here today that would say, I I have been one of those who have been oblivious to the gift. I've gotten caught up in my lifestyle and not really treated Jesus as I ought to, but I want to do better. Maybe there's some other ones who would say, I, I, I'm the one that I, I, I just found that Jesus didn't fit my lifestyle, but the fact is, is I didn't fit and put myself in Jesus' hands. But I'm wanting to change things because I want his perfect will in my life. Would you just raise your hands? I want, I want more of Jesus. I want more of Jesus all over this building. I want more of Jesus. Thank God. Now this altar is open. I want those, if you raised your hand that you need salvation, I want you to come. Please come to this altar. Those who need anything from God in any way, would you come? Would you come right now? Would you make this move? Those who need to be baptized, I'm going to ask you to go ahead back to the baptism area. And we're going to have a season of prayer in the altar. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.